This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. Purdue tangles with DIMS over MFP. China port backlog easing tariff relief scene. Wheeler looks to quell volatile rent market. Administration hit over conflicting MFP measures. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is doubling down on his warnings to farmers about not expecting another round of market facilitation program payments this year while trying to assure lawmakers that a surge in exports is around the corner. A member of the House Agriculture Committee told Perdue yesterday that he and President Trump are sending conflicting signals about the prospects for MFP 3.0. It's no way to make farmers run their businesses, given that farm debt is increasing twice as fast as farm equity. How can lenders ignore such a statement from the president? That Minnesota Congresswoman Angie Craig speaking to the secretary. She was, of course, referring to Trump's February 21st tweet saying he would provide more aid if trade deals don't fully kick in. After the hearing, Purdue told reporters he thinks there's less than a 10% chance of a new round of MFP. Now take note, Purdue also said during the hearing that quality loss assistance authorized by Congress under the 2019 WIP Plus Disaster Program should be available to producers starting in April or May. He's open to holding another general sign-up for the Conservation Reserve Program. Purdue said he was embarrassed and peeved by software problems that made it difficult for some landowners to enroll during the latest sign-up that ended February 28th. That was fast. Purdue won't change insurance guarantees. Purdue is walking back on his suggestion that USDA might raise crop insurance prices this year, a possibility that he discussed on Monday. USDA had not commented on the idea, but Purdue told reporters after Wednesday's hearing that he had been advised that he didn't have the legal authority to adjust the prices, which are based on futures prices in February. Chinese container ports seem unclogging. Still difficult getting containers full of whey and other dairy products into China because stevedores have been stuck at home to avoid exposure to the coronavirus. But the situation at Chinese docks is improving. U.S. Dairy Export Council CEO Tom Vilsack tells AgriPulse, whereas many docks were recently only 25% operational, they're now operating at roughly 75% capacity, he said. But that's still making it much more expensive and time-consuming to get U.S. products there. And it's just one factor that's impacting U.S. exports to Asia. Demand for dairy has dropped in Asian countries like South Korea and Japan, where people are avoiding restaurants, grocery stores, and public gatherings. Keep in mind, Chinese ports may still be clogged, but the country is following through on its promise to grant tariff exemptions. Vilsack says Chinese importers have been applying for and getting tariff exemptions to buy U.S. dairy products such as skim milk powder, sweet whey, whey protein concentrate, lactose, and cheese. U.S. selling more sorghum to China. The approval process is underway for China's recent public announcement that it will exempt some U.S. farm goods from tariffs. But Chinese officials said already quietly lifted those tariffs for some sorghum buyers, and they're still making purchases. 
USDA announced yesterday new export sales of 110,000 metric tons of U.S. sorghum for delivery in the 1920 market a year. That comes on top of 119,000 tons that was sold to China in late February, but the total is likely even more. U.S. industry officials say they suspect that additional sales of 324,200 metric tons designated as going to unknown destinations were also sold to Chinese buyers. Wheeler hopes EPA decision will quell rent market. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says the agency hopes to calm a turbulent market for biofuel credits when it announces how it will address an appeals court ruling. Speaking to a House Appropriations Subcommittee, Wheeler said EPA is still working with administration attorneys and plans to announce something shortly that will, quote, quell the rent markets. He said instability of the market for renewable identification numbers is due to uncertainty brought about by a recent Tenth Circuit decision that struck down some small refinery exemptions. He's previously said the ruling could force EPA to make major changes in how it awards small refinery exemptions. Now take note, Wheeler was asked if there was anything else in the works to keep rent prices in check. He said there was, but he didn't elaborate. We're looking at other avenues to provide some stability on the program and to try to make sure that we don't have the wild fluctuations in rent price market, he said. RENs and SREs have become a politically dicey issue for President Trump as he tries to keep both oil and ag stakeholders happy. Will Congress fund inspector fees? Pork producers calling on House Appropriations Committee to fully fund ag inspector positions for Customs and Border Protection now that President Trump has signed into law a bill authorizing an additional 720 at U.S. ports. Ensuring we have enough agriculture inspectors at our borders is critical to maintaining a healthy U.S. swine herd, said David Herring, the president of the National Pork Producers Council. The new law authorizes 600 new agricultural technicians and 60 new agriculture canine teams. But Florida Republican Representative Ted Yoho, a veterinarian, argues that while the dog teams are a help, he feels more funding for resources and technology is needed for inspection at the ports. He said the beagles are a good tool, but I don't think they're scientifically as accurate as we need, as he spoke during yesterday's hearing. USDA sets rules for in-house lawyers. U.S. Department of Agriculture is encouraging lawyers at its Office of General Counsel to do pro bono legal work outside of their regular jobs so long as they don't take positions that conflict with the department. Explaining its rule published in today's Federal Register, the department said OGC attorneys doing outside work can't assert a legal position that is or appears to be a conflict with the USDA's interests. They also can't act as an agent or attorney in a case in which the U.S. government is a party or has an interest. Here's today's She Said It. Farm policy should be based on good economics, not political expediency. That Representative Angie Craig of Minnesota criticizing the Trump administration's handling of the market facilitation program. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 5th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.